You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Up Your Brave show here on Reality Check Radio. Today, I'm talking to my friend Penny Claridge. She's from Voice Media. She's a truth warrior and a mom of two. Penny, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. You know, I'm excited that we actually connected in person. And I mean in person, you guys, we are literally sitting side by side in real life. And it feels so good. Um, And it's really cool because Penny, I'm sure you guys have friends like this, people that are so motivated, so inspired, working their magic, you know, just quietly behind the scenes. And you connect with them on wherever, Telegram or wherever you know them from. And then you get to meet them in real life. And that's what we're doing today. And this conversation will be quite fluid and but today we're talking about communication and i know penny you've got a background in marketing and communications and you've got this voice media thing going on before we dive into that can you let me know let us know what have the last three years been like for you yeah sure thanks for that um so for the last three years uh prior to 2020 i was a busy career woman busy mom uh, really involved in my kids' sports, and yeah, it was just one of those people that um, the world was going really, really fast, and the days were going fast, and then came to a grinding halt in 2020, and um, really used that time as an opportunity to reassess the busy, and um, like a lot of people, actually quite enjoyed that lack of um, having to drive around and things, and so really re reevaluating my healthy lifestyle and um, the speed at which I was doing everything. And then, um, yeah, with the whole 2021 situation, it flipped my world upside down uh, when all the vaccinations rolled out, and I did a whole lot of research and started seeing the world as a totally different place to what I thought that it was. Yeah, it's funny because I often say in many of my shows, as most people, but not everybody knows, 2020 was the year of clear vision. Mm. And 2023, interestingly, is the year of, you know, reevaluation. And um, so you had clear vision in 2020, so did I. And um, we saw some things that we, yeah, we just put together some, some truths, connected some dots. So, I mean, obviously life changed for you. And then you ended up starting, I don't even know when you started, voice media. So what was the turning point for that? What was yeah. the, and what was the vision as well? Yeah. So I didn't start Voice Media. I've just joined. Uh, I've just joined into it. So Voice okay. Media was created by a guy called MJ, who's been involved in Truth Media for thirty odd years, um, and I've just joined his um, joined on a channel of my own, so that I can have my own voice there, which is really cool. So I I joined there maybe three months ago. It was just around the time that the Hawks Bay floods happened mm. and I was looking for other people to uh, share the stories of all the amazing people I meet and MJ challenged me by saying it's actually you Penny you actually get to share the stories directly so that's when I sort of put my face out there for the first time mm. to join the, the the truth journalism movement you upped your brave I did <laughs> well that's what I love and that's what I love about RCR and all the other platforms and all the other people doing their thing in their own way mm. I mean not everyone wants to host you know a radio show or interview people on videos, but I think everyone is doing their thing, I'm not going to say doing their bit, doing their thing in their own way, using their own strengths. Um, so that is, and you know, and slowly, would you agree, slowly we're shifting the consciousness of humanity. Do you think so? I think we absolutely are. And I think for a long time, the question on everyone's lips was when will the mainstream media start speaking the truth? Mm -hmm. And it's been so frustrating because we know that they're the ones holding the veil up. 
And now around the world, more and more people are going, oh, it's me, it's us. It's actually citizen journalism that we need because we're not corrupt and we we just put our heart and soul into it. And so we don't need to wait for the mainstream media because they're losing their audience anyway. And um, hearing the brave voices of normal people like us uh, is, is the future, I believe. There are, however, still people out there who, I mean, maybe maybe wrongly, I'm assuming, that they won't believe it. Maybe this is a limiting belief for me. They won't believe it until they hear it on the mainstream media. Um, I think the tide is turning on that. A hundred percent. And we're seeing a little bit of stuff coming out now. If you can, it depends how you interpret the words and things like that. But I do think that it is coming out and I hundred percent agree that a lot of people only still tune into the mainstream. However, um, as we've seen with the um, the the audience slippage of the mainstream in America mm. and over to other mm. shows, um, you know, I do think that if we put ourselves out there rather than waiting, we are the future. Yeah. And it's funny, the word mainstream, because we've been talking here We on RCR, we started calling it legacy media <laughs> um, because, you know, mainstream, we're kind of giving it too much because things have shifted. The, if you look at the numbers, they're not really the mainstream anymore. Anyway, um, you know, one of the things I also wanted to talk about is what does the future look like for media? I know you talk about truth media and I would like to think, you know, that all these other platforms, it's the same philosophy I've got in my business. And I call that co-opetition. You know, we're not trying to like elbow each other out of the way for the story. We all simply just want real dialogue, yeah, actual truth to come out, whoever and however that happens. What do you think? Mm, yeah, I 100% agree. I love your word, co-opetition, co rather than competition. Yeah, it is. Because yeah. I think competition is the old paradigm. Mm. Um, it's cutthroat out there. And it's all about who gets the big stories and who's the first at it. And we know also with the movement of, of uh, social media that that citizen journalism or just us being on the spot telling the story has shifted what the, ma the media used to be anyway, that we used to have to wait for the six o'clock news. Mm. Um, but around that not being competition, um, things like Reality Check Radio and Voice Media, I believe we have this amazing space now in, in our land where we can lead the way into this because it is about collaboration together. So RCR and Voice Media both are about having multiple channels. So you retain your autonomy within your channel. But I think it's all about the importance of the user experience. The user can tap in to one place and find the channels that resonate with them and follow those. And I think that that's really important now that we have a complete overwhelm. So if you mm. if you move away from the old legacy media and you move into the spaces that you and I spend time in, it's actually really overwhelming because there's so many different platforms and channels out there, Substacks and Telegram channels and Facebook groups and everything. And you could sit all day consuming information yeah and I sort of I what what I want to envisage is going back to um actually just getting on with your life because being in the now moment is more important than consuming media and then maybe once a day going okay now I'm going to tap into my day and see what media do I want to consume for an hour and actually that's part of taking responsibility back of how we consume media because it has become all consuming so if we have platforms like RCR and voice media then within that within those two places, if I could just go to those two places in a few months' time and then I could switch everything else off, my life would actually free itself up. I think people being very empowered and intentional about what and where they receive their 
information. So we're talking about communication today because it is so easy, you know, a few years ago just to scroll and see what pops up or see what YouTube serves you up or whatever. But I think being intentional and I love what you're saying about being in the now moment. And I was chatting to someone yesterday and and she's a future guest. We were just having a chat and she said the same thing. You know, she's really focusing on just being in her life and being present and um you know, we're all going through these different phases. I actually, which was unusual for me, did a lot of consuming information and not a lot of broadcasting as such over the last three years. I was just learning, 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 feeling like, so I was prepared for when people had questions and I could not tell them the answers, but provide a bit of insight. Mm -hmm. And I know you said something earlier to me about this all leading up this every all the experience leading up to where you are now mm. yeah so I had an experience because I had quite a, a, a spontaneous awakening in August 2021 and what I noticed in that moment was I, I kind of got to look at my life really quickly and go wow every connection that I've made and every skill that I've learned and every job that I've had is for this now moment and I've talked to quite a few people who feel the same way if you choose to see it like this like nothing was an accident everything was part of your own plan being here now in this significant time in history and so for me um you know my my past career was around marketing communication creating good relationships connecting with people and and yeah sharing information so looking at it also from the user or at, at one point for me the learner's perspective how do you communicate clearly with them and so these skills i've I'm bringing into the truth movement and I think a lot of people out there feel the same that their their career skills can now be turned to this bigger picture of where we're heading. I would love to hear from some of our listeners. You can text in 2057 or you can email if you want to inbox at realitycheck.radio. Do you feel like everything in your life, like Penny has said, everything in your life has led you to this now moment? I mean, I felt the same way when I got invited to host the show. I was like, oh, my God, this makes total sense. This is the last 11 years of me literally talking to hundreds of people. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy. So we'd love to hear from you. Text in 25-7 if that resonates for you as well. Um, I've got a question. What is one issue or concern that you have at the moment, um, either on a, a small local, you know, New Zealand level or a, or a global level? Um, one thing is around what, from my observation of things, everything is a microcosm of the macrocosm. And so as we're out there looking at all the different things that seem to be going mad right now and don't make sense or are going in a, in a horrifying direction, everything's a microcosm of the macrocosm. So it's uh, a mirror of where we're all at in our, our own selves. So we're a reflection, of, we're a reflection of the world we see. So if we choose um, fear, hatred, anger, and despair, that is what we're going to be seeing in the world. And it's easy to see that for sure. But if we choose love, kindness, compassion, and grace, we're going to see that a lot more in the world. And I think that's a really important message is that we start to change the world inside of ourselves and unpacking our old responses to things and our old patterns. And and when things come up for us, they're coming up now for a reason, and that's for us to learn from it. And if we do that on a granular level, we actually, we actually are shifting the consciousness that way. And I know for me, that's what a lot of the last three years has been for me. And as I now have been able to articulate it better, when I meet with people, and I'm fortunate enough to travel around and meet a lot of amazing people in the truth movement, the resonance that you find when you have these conversations, these deep soulful conversations about the real work, which is the inner work, 
they get it too and they're doing it too. And I just feel so excited when you can start showing up and having these upping these brave conversations and people can feel lighter. We feel lighter when we realize that the work starts within, you know, part of my awakening was it's not your job to save the world. Mm. There's so much going on out there. I can't possibly save the whole thing, but I can save me. And by saving me and talking to others like me, we are saving the world. I think that is going to, I'm hoping, be a massive turning point for some people. Because I wonder if some people kind of have their hands over their ears, like they don't want to know a bit more of this truth that we keep talking about because it's so heavy and it's so dark. And I think it's like, well, you do need to be aware. However, don't let it drag you down. Um, choose, like you said, the love and the, and the lightness and of focusing on yourself. And that's, it's not easy to do, but when you can see the shift, like, okay, for me, I've consumed a lot and I actually know a lot of things, but I, it doesn't actually drag me down. It, it, and I am focusing on myself while also kind of secretly trying to save the world, but not as much as I used to. Yeah. I think it's about learning to be the observer mm. on a lot of things, like to carry everything really heavily. Mm. Once you know the truth is, um, it could put you in despair. And I think a lot of people are feeling like that. Um, I think that if you can carry it lightly and be the observer and just really know what it is that you want to do about it, that's really important. I had a conversation with a friend last night who a couple of years ago was warning me really before I really saw how bad everything was because I was busy being a mum. You know, it's the whole distraction tool, right? I was so busy in my life. And then I had a friend from South Africa say to me, you know, this uh, hate speech law they're bringing in, this is actually free speech and you're about to lose it. And I know it because I've seen it in my own country. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of hearing you, but what can I do about it? And so I put my head in the sand because you sort of go, you, you sort of hear it buzzing in the air and you're like, but I'm just this mum who am I and it's not until you start to see that you just can't can't live ignoring what you know that you become an activist like once you feel so passionate about something you you have to become an activist or you just choose to put the earmuffs on and put your head back down and so we find those things and realize and I think the balance for our mental health is knowing that we can't save the whole world we can understand what the one piece of the jigsaw puzzle is that we're here to do yeah and we can commit ourselves to that I love that. I think that'll help people also have what I call a shoulder drop moment. Like, oh, good. I don't have to become, because when you say activist, for some people, they're like, well, wait, hang on a second. Like I didn't sign up for, you know, standing on the road with a sign. So I always really want to highlight people will do things in their own way. And um, some people will, you know, post on Facebook. Some people won't. Some people will stand on the side of the road. Some people won't do it in your own way. Um, and everything makes a difference. Mm. The puzzle piece. Yeah, I I, um, I was reading a book by Glennon Doyle at the time and that was when the word activist came up and I was quite like horrified by it because I was exactly that. I was like, well, I'm not an activist. I'm not one of those people that's out there raging against politics or anything. But really what she said was when you believe in something so much, you can't not become. And so it changed what that word was for me. And the other thing that I read in that book that's really come back and hit me hard at the moment is a quote from Desmond Tutu, which is there comes a point at which you stop pulling people out of the river and you head upstream and you figure out why they fell in. And I think that's really important for now is actually, you know, it's like the ambulance at the bottom of the cliff thing. It's, it's so bad now that we have to just go back to actually doing our work. And our, what I mean by that is our research and actually figuring out what the what the core is that's what created the now rather than just keep sticking band-aids on mm. 
The word activist is interesting. It made me think of, I don't know if anyone else listening has done the Clifton Strength Finder, like your, your top five strengths. And uh, mine is like strategy, futuristic, communication actually is in there. But activator is one word. And I feel like, ooh, maybe activator feels not as aggressive yeah. as activist. Yeah. So if people want to take that on, they can, you know, oh, I'm an activator. Like I make things happen, mm-hmm. you know, just by sparking a conversation or asking a question or posting something on Instagram or whatever their way mm-hmm. is. Um, I think we can all be activators. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and we are slowly shifting the consciousness. Like I said, um, mm-hmm. interestingly at the moment, I'm pretty sure we're coming to the end of like a mer- mercury retrograde in the astrology. And, um, I know the energies are really interesting at the moment. I don't know if you've noticed that I had some friends on the weekend say that they felt so exhausted or, um, just a lot, it's bringing up a lot of old traumas and dramas for people. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing is, don't let those things that are coming up, drag you down go back to what you talked about is process them, do the work, be in the light, be in the love Mm. and be empowered by that. And and then we can. And also rest if you need to. You know, I think that's a really big one when you're used to being a go-getter. And I know that you and I both are, it's really hard to accept that resting is also part of the process. And sometimes actually switch. I had a weekend where I just switched everything off. I switched my laptop off. I switched my phone off and I just um, withdrew in a healthy way and I tell you what the first day was really really tough because I'm used to being switched on all the time and consuming and sharing information all the time so that's a really good thing to do is just switch everything off go into the bush go to the beach you know have a long bath read a book because that's what we used to do I love that stuff I have like two two or three hot baths every week I actually had a nap on the weekend so I hear what you're saying yeah so good um in New Zealand what is what is it one issue? I mean, is there anything topical at the moment that you're focusing on or that you wish people were aware of? So at the moment, I just shared recently on my voice media channel, Shaw's Bird Park in Hamilton is um, is just one example of, of council and government overreach. Now, it's a situation that's been going on for a while. And, um, and if you go to my channel, you can see what's going on. And actually, just as I got here this morning, I got a message from some of the friends of Shaw's Bird Park saying that um, the authorities had turned up there this morning and were actually um, impounding the birds there. So the native birds, I had one of the ruru on my arm a couple of days ago. And um, yeah, so this is a situation where it's private land and the council are putting a big road through it and not with the owner's consent. So they're chopping down native trees and they're removing the livelihoods of the people and also the flora and fauna that's there. And there's so much going on right now and it's really easy for people to put their head in the sand. But if people can realise that not only is this affecting good people, it could be us, uh, the cost of what the council are doing will be passed on to the ratepayers and the ratepayers in that city will be paying through the nose for a very expensive project that needn't have gone that way for a really long time. And so, yeah, while there is overwhelm, it's important to remember at a grassroots what's really going on down the road and caring for our caring for our communities and caring for our people for whom this government overreach is really hurting them. Yeah, because sometimes if we're too busy or we just aren't told about things, mm-hmm. bills can get passed and things can happen when we have no idea and therefore no no control over it. And actually that comes back to the communication side of everything is overwhelming and it's really easy to miss stuff. Yeah. And so as as organisations like Voice Media and RCR are popping up now, um, 
it's going to make it easier in the long term for people to consume information and find the stuff that's really important, find the headlines. Mm. Because I'll tell you right now, they won't be on the mainstream. I, I actually was, I don't watch the mainstream. Yeah, you won't but hear it was, that story. It was yeah. on last night mm-hmm. uh, and where I was staying. And for the first 20 minutes, it was literally just talking about the rain last night. But it wasn't because hundreds of people had died. It was because people were late home and their window wipers were on fast. And even the people I was with who were watching it were laughing at how ridiculous that this is, that it's the mainstream. So people who are tuned into the mainstream are actually missing what's really going on with people as well as, um, yeah, there's just an overwhelm of information so we need to simplify down the way that we can consume information so that when information is out that it's important that people can find it yeah yeah big challenge something else that i know you and i are both concerned about i'm going to be doing an upcoming episode on keeping kids safe my um my kids friends call me safety net because they know I'm, I'm i'm really obsessed with being safe um so i'm going to talk a little bit about that in an upcoming episode but i want to you mentioned something to me earlier about um a game that you'd seen that was Mm, not good yeah so I um I have a concern around the addiction that kids have uh, not just kids but people have to phones and devices but also computer games and what I see now more and more and I see it when I'm walking around my town in the evening is that kids are just shut away in their rooms on their own and they're gaming for hours and it's really convenient for busy parents because they're being entertained but I see it as outsourcing your responsibility as a parent. Like, what are they doing? And the fortnight conversation a few years ago was tough enough. Um, and parents have to choose whether they care enough about their kids to know what their kids are consuming. And so yesterday I just opened a YouTube and the ad that popped up at the start for a few seconds was a, a new version of this game called Diablo, Diablo 4. And I'd never heard of it. I'm not a gamer. My kids were not gamers. We weren't in that space. My kids were highly frustrated that their friends were gamers and they couldn't communicate with them and all they wanted to do was game. So my kids were square pegs and round holes in that space too. Diablo 4 um, was, looked wholly demonic. Mm. and um, I took some screenshots of it and sent it to a friend in the know, and I was like, what do we do about this? What do we do about helping parents to see what their kids are actually consuming? And so I'll be writing up a piece about that, but if you're a parent out there and your kids are on their phones a lot and you don't know what they're looking at, or if they're on their computer games a lot and behind a closed door and you don't know, I just really encourage parents to have those brave conversations with your kids and actually ask them to show you. I just thought back then, my mum, when I was 16, was um, really, really concerned about music I was listening to. Mm-hmm. And she stopped. She wanted to stop. Right. Going to yeah. And it's funny. The but I, I remember being 16 and mm-hmm. I remember being, yeah, I had the odd. It was a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. And I knew that I had the album with, the, you know, parental advisory explicit lyrics. And she had me on about it. And at the time, it was horrific for me. Well, it's taken me till now to realise that she was right all along and she was actually doing it because she loved me. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make her popular. And it didn't make me popular as a mum of having rules around time spent on phones. Don't put your phones in your room when you go to sleep. All of those things. Buy your kids an alarm clock so that they don't have the excuse of the phone is my alarm clock. Like actually, we as parents outsource so much. Because I'm also concerned about the EMFs with the phone beside their brain all night. 100%. And earbuds especially the Bluetooth earbuds, like do your homework on that. There's so many teenage kids out there that just live with earbuds in their phones. Like there's so many things and it is overwhelming. But if, and I've, I've challenged friend to this recently around childhood vaccinations. If you're spending your time online consuming information, what's the most important thing to you? 
consumer information relating to that. Mm-hmm. Another friend of mine, she was challenging her boss around all the vaccine mandates and he just mandated. And she said to him, and I think this is really profound, you would spend more time researching your next new car mm-hmm. than what you're putting into your child's body. Mm-hmm. Like, how does that make sense? Isn't your child your most important thing? I heard somebody say... Um, most people are more concerned about the ingredients in their marinade for their meat than they are about the ingredients in the the vax. Yeah, 100%. Because they outsource the responsibility. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, well, I've been told and everyone's doing it. And we did, right? Like I I was one of those. Many, many, many of us are. There's there's a lot of people that did their homework right from the get-go around childhood vaccinations. I didn't, you know, and I just trusted my Plunkett nurse and I trusted the health system. And it wasn't until my kids were a little bit older and I started meeting friends who hadn't, and they were very quiet about it because they were ostracized back then. And now it's 10 times worse, 100 times worse with what's going on literally this week at Albany High School and this so-called measles outbreak and what they're trying to do. But I had to admit to myself that the reason that I did it was because I trusted the government and I was busy and it was easy for me to trust. And if I had my time again, I would be spending all my spare hours doing work on that. I wouldn't be watching TV and movies. I would be researching for the sake of my kids' health. Researching rather than the distractions. Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing that. We've covered quite a few things, which I'm loving. <laughs> so for the listeners, if you want to text in, if you've got questions that you want me to ask our upcoming guests about keeping kids safe, 2057 on the text. Um, Penny, I'm coming up to some of my usual questions that I ask all my guests. So um, what is one thing that you've done in the past year where you truly upped your brave? Oh, actually, that's an easy one. Um, I got a caravan and I traveled around the country on my own. And that was the first time that I did that. I took it from the Waikato all the way down to the west coast of the South Island, like within about three days. And I traveled around and I'm quite a structured person. And I, for the first time, had no plan. I just had some people that I'd met online, like how I'd met you, and I wanted to meet them (laughs) face-to-face. And it changed my life. I totally upped my brave. I had my dark night of the soul. I had my couple of days where I was feeling really down and going, what, am I crazy? What am I doing? And I was like, no, this is actually the life I wanted to live. I wanted to live like a free spirit. And for the first time in my life, I'm brave enough to try it and do something every day that scares you, and you grow so much. I love it. You're never too old. The lady I spoke to yesterday did the same thing. Her and her son, they took like three months and they traveled around. I'm sure there's so many people listening that have done something similar or that want to, but they're like, oh, but I can't because X, Y, Z, insert many reasons. If you feel the need to do it, just, I call it jumping off the cliff and trusting your wings to carry you. And and they do. So cool. Um, My next question is bucket list. So yeah, what is one thing that you would love to do, be, or experience in your lifetime that maybe the RCR community can help with? Yeah, I find this a really hard one. I was chatting to you earlier about this. I used to be a real goal setter and I had my five-year goals. I think with what's happened in the world in the last three years, I haven't thought about it because the world is changing so quickly. So if there was one thing, really, what I'm finding is someone who's come out of my career and I don't want to put energy back into career-like work in the sense of helping line someone else's pocket, if you like. Like I want to be putting, I want to be using my energy for something that I am so passionate about and believe in, which is why I've stayed in the Trutha movement. It doesn't pay well. And so the people who are in here are, are very tired burnt out and poor because Mm. a lot of them have had to come away from their career jobs 
for me it was a choice uh and now what my challenge is for me is to learn how to stand on my own two feet financially and amongst working in my passion areas so that's why so voice media uh and i'm doing another couple of things like creating a little agency for communication and marketing to help people who are getting their own things up and running whether it's their health modalities or their cottage industry businesses uh, that we can help them with their marketing and branding in an affordable way. So I'm looking at multiple ways mm -hmm. to be able to finance myself so that I'm not a burden on other people that have been supporting me really well over the last couple of years. So Ooh. that's really a goal, and it's and I want to do it kind of unstructured and working out of my passion, but using all my skills as well. Yeah, you got to be in your zone of genius, doing what you love. And so there you go. If you have, if anyone out there is starting up a new project or a business and you want help with marketing, you can get in touch with Penny. Actually, my next question is, what is coming up for you and how can people connect or contact you? Yeah, so the easiest way to connect with me is to jump on Voice Media, which is voicemedia.nz. And I have a channel on there called Pendulum, which is a play on my name. So it's all about the pendulum swinging back to the truth and all things including the media so if you subscribe so uh voice media is a subscription channel so we have a couple of articles that are available for free and you can get the emails for free but it's actually subscription because like with anything if we in the truth the movement want things to succeed we have to commit to it because it isn't being paid for by the big guys so it's not much it's 15 dollars a month or 120 dollars a year so once you're a subscribed member you can follow my channel on there and you can contact me from there nice mm. sounds good um okay well before we wrap things up is there anything else you would like love to ask or share with our audience i think just a reminder that uh everything is the microcosm of the macrocosm so just be encouraged to know that when the burdens feel too big it's okay to just focus on yourself and love yourself and give yourself grace and do your inner work and shine your light and as you do that really does shift the consciousness because other people see it we need the light and the darkness right now and as we heal ourselves we actually heal the world oh i love all that that's <laughs> so good and as much as we can living as you said in the now moment mm, it's a big one it's a big one all right thank you everyone thank you so much penny for sharing your wisdom with us today thank you so much for having me thanks for listening everyone you're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio.